Hey everyone, you are listening to the How To Gurus, a podcast with everyday conversation from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. Welcome to episode two of the podcast where my co-host Craig is going to interview me, Tiffany, about where I've been in life, where I'm headed in life. It's just an opportunity for you to get to know your gurus a little bit better. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Once you've listened to it, please open your podcast listening app. Make sure you are subscribed to our show so that when we record a new episode, it just drops right in for you. Also, if you could take the time to rate and review our show, we would really appreciate it. Here you go. Hello. Welcome to episode two of the How To Gurus. Hey, Craig. Hey, Tiff. We got a whole whole one episode posted out into the world so far. We're just about famous. We're real close. Yeah. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> but we have had people listen to our podcast that I wouldn't have expected. Like, it's not just all people we know. I know. And I've been very pleased with the positive feedback and the randomness that I was not expecting of people just coming up to me and being like, Hey, I heard your podcast. That's awesome. That's so cool. Congratulations. And I'm like, okay. I know people are really listening. It's very sweet. We have a really great community friends and people who want to support us. So thank you all. We really appreciate it very much. Yes. And on that note, we did have some of you that reviewed us on Apple podcasts and we are grateful for that. And so I am going to read our very first review that we got. We got a few. Nice. Mm -hmm. A few reviews on Apple Podcasts. Now, not all of the podcasting apps can you rate and review on, but on Apple, you definitely can. Um, So we love five-star ratings, and we love if you can leave a comment. Who doesn't love a (laughs) five-star rating? If you don't want to give us a five-star rating, you just don't have to review us. Kidding, kidding, sort of. Um, so our very first review on Apple Podcasts is from Jules P. Lou. And Jules P. Lou says, excited for this. Excited for you two and this new adventure. Craig and Tiff are pretty impressive people who know how to do this thing called life. Excited to follow. Thanks, Jules P. Lou. We really appreciate that feedback. And we appreciate several people who reviewed us. And we will pull a few here and there and read those. That is how people will find the podcast. I think Apple does some sort of algorithm. Like the more reviews you get, the better reviews helps what you get. doesn't do algorithms on the internet? <laughs> Everything's an algorithm. So Our phones are lying here. And literally what we're talking about, we'll end up seeing as ads. Probably so. Yeah. We'll get an ad for Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so anyhow, episode two. Here we are. Episode two. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> talk about you. Talk about me. Yes. So over the next couple episodes, I actually had this idea. I'm getting so like getting my juices flowing with the old podcast thing. Sorry for those that you, of those of you who do not like the term juices. But hey, I just said it. Um... So I thought, <laughs> I thought that it would be good because some people, even the people that know us, don't like know us, you know, like all of us, you know, they might know us for the last few years. We might have talked to them and told them a few things about us, but I thought it'd be kind of neat to go back to 
getting to know you and then getting to know me and just learning, you know, interesting facts about us, or maybe it's just, you know, our childhoods, you know, growing up where we're from and, and it all kind of spurred from, I just had a conversation with somebody this last Wednesday and I told them something about me and they were like, I didn't know that about you. And, oh, that's funny. You know, it was like, okay, that maybe that's, you know, be kind of cool. And then maybe later on in the podcast episodes, um, if somebody, you know, wants to listen and they're like, okay, let's go back to the beginning. And they're truly going back to the beginning of us. And so it gives them a little background. Yeah. I think that's so, a great idea. I thought you had a good idea because my idea was that our second episode would be get to know the gurus and we would just give a snippet of yeah. ourselves and of us and you were like well that would be such a snippet and like you said some people who are listening have known us for just a short time some may have known us for a long time like I know I have um, a friend that I've grown up with that listened but um, the majority of people haven't and for sure if this if we end up doing this for a long time and multiple people listen and people share the show and all that then yeah I have podcasts where I've gone back to the very beginning and listened from the start. And you do learn a lot about the host. And I think that because of the type of show that we're wanting to do with helping people and just offering our life advice or the advice that we have from our life experiences, I think it's good for people to know what our life's been about. Right. And just kind of getting to know us and who we are and where we've been and where we're from and everything. So it may be boring. Sorry if it is. If it's not, <laughs> hey, enjoy. We'll scrap it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, so, Tiffany Brooke Feathers. I don't think you can get my legal name on here. Identity theft. Okay, edit it out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, Tiff. <laughs> so, without giving out your identity. Do you want my social security number? <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> They're not going to get much. Three, three, three. I'm yeah, <laughs> Where were you born? I was born in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, you sure haven't strayed far. I haven't because that's where we live. Yeah. <laughs> we live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That is where I was born. That is not where I was raised. I wasn't raised too far away. I was raised in a small town called Manchester, and when I was growing up in Manchester, people did not know where that was, but people know where it is now. Do you know why? No, why? Tell me. Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. Yeah. Bonnaroo has put Manchester on the map. That is true. Mm -hmm. When I lived there, people would be like, where are you from? And it's an interstate town, so I would like describe that and sometimes people would be like oh yeah I know um but now the Bonnery Music Festival has made it it's a it's a map dot for sure but that is oh, yeah. where I'm from is a little town called Manchester in Coffee County and I lived in the city limits of Manchester until I was about four years old and then my family bought a little farm in um the countryside of Manchester and I grew up on a little farm so tell us a little bit more about your childhood I was growing up on a farm Growing up on a farm was fun. I was always a little bit jealous of friends who lived in neighborhoods and had neighbors because that wasn't something that I ever experienced. But I do have an older brother. He's not that much older than me, just like a year and a half. And so he was my playmate. So that was nice that we weren't bored. We had each other to play with. And we did get along for the most part. (laughs) I like that key term. 
for the most part. <laughs> he he would have some stories to tell about how mean I was to him. So I just need to interview him about you to get Prob- the, real, the that, real true story. No, that's how we should do it. Is we talk <laughs> to each other's family members. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we'll do this on a different episode. So this episode this is, is my, your version. Uh-huh. And then we'll get the real episode <laughs> elsewhere. We'll get, Stay tuned, folks. We'll talk to our parents and siblings and um you know, seeing what they think. But, um, so growing up on a farm, it was, um, a hob, what I would call a hobby farm, like not a working farm. My dad had a full-time job elsewhere and and, still does and still does and still has his farm. He does a lot more farming now, um, than he did when my brother and I lived at home and my parents held very traditional roles, um, in our home. My dad worked full-time And my mom stayed home with me and my brother until we both were in school. And then she worked part time while we were in school so that she would she worked as a substitute school teacher. So she had the same schedule that my brother and I had. So we had both parents. My parents are still married today. They've been married for 50 years. And I know I'm grateful for that heritage that I have. My family has a long line of people who stay married and I think that's really awesome because um, you and I both know that's not easy <laughs> no. um but I appreciate and there's it's not been easy for the people in my family either and as the longer we live and the older we get we hear more stories about how it's not been easy for people and you find out things and hear things and you're like wow um so my parents I've been married to each other for 50 years and they have my brother and they have me and we grew up uh, in our little town and I played sports growing up. Nice, what Mm -hmm. sports? I was a softball player and I did slow pitch for a long time and then Manchester opened up a fast pitch softball league and yeah, I got to be on the inaugural run of that and that was really fun and I enjoyed that and I also, in middle school, I ran track, a little sprinter. Did some relays. Nice. <laughs> and um, I also started cheerleading when I was in elementary school. Uh, back in those days. Easy. <laughs> elementary school was kindergarten through sixth grade. And um, all of the elementary schools in my county had a basketball team and a cheerleading squad for fifth graders and sixth graders. So, now so did the girls play basketball too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I could have tried out for basketball, but I didn't. I tried right. out for cheerleading because right. I wanted to be a cheerleader. And I made this squad. It was a little tiny squad of just five girls. I think five. How many tried out? I don't remember. But I made it. I don't know five. how. Five? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. No. There were other people that tried out. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, uh, yes. So I was a cheerleader. Um for elementary school and middle school and some of high school and what else did I do Mm, I was I was a smart kid I liked to make good grades and I liked especially once I got to middle school and high school I wanted to be in the clubs not like dancing in the clubs but being in the school clubs (laughs) (laughs) but you took dance too right oh yeah I forgot about that I did um yeah look you know me better than I know myself yes that was my first ever thing that I did was dance. My mom put me in tap and ballet when I was little, like young. I don't remember how old, like probably preschool age. And I did that for several years. Um, And I don't really remember when I stopped or why. Um, (laughs) And then I took piano lessons for a long time. There you go. Asked me how much piano I can play. 
None. I've been to one of your recitals, so I know you took lessons. Mm-hmm. I took lessons for like six years. Yeah. Don't no no nothing. I um I'm not musically gifted. Like it's not inborn in me like it is some people. Yeah. But I did learn to read music and I learned, but I just didn't have the gift, man. Didn't have the gift. <laughs> it's not like riding a bike. You can't just get back on there. Well, you know, I know where middle C is. Um, our children have, you're musically inclined. People will find this out when I interview you. And, um, our children both have taken some music lessons. So we have a, a, what do you call it? An electric piano, like an electric keyboard. Keyboard, Mm -hmm. I could go up there and I could play you Mary Had a Little Lamb probably. (laughs) But, um, I also grew up in church, which I'm very grateful for. I don't remember there ever being a time in my life when I didn't go to church and my faith is very important. To me, I started following Jesus as a young girl, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, And that's not just my parents, but that's also my extended family as well. Our churchgoers and love Jesus and follow him. And I grew up around a lot of family. I guess that's important to know. Like pretty much my whole family is from Manchester and both sets of grandparents lived there. And um, I got to spend a lot of time at both sets of grandparents houses. And um, a lot of people get to do that. No. And yeah, it's really it's sweet. I have a lot of sweet memories there. And um, um, I grew up with aunts and uncles, and even Who's once. Your favorite? Oh uh, well, I can't say. I'm, like <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> teasing. We, um, my family, especially my mom's family, they like to be really involved in each other's to lives. This day. To this day, they yeah. like to be involved in each other's lives. And my mom's little sister, she did not have kids for um, a. F- several of my childhood years like I was in double digits when she became a mom and so my brother and I she spoiled us rotten because (laughs) she did not have kids and she would come to all of our ball games and she would take us and do stuff and she does that with our kids Um, because she's not a grandmother she acts like she kind of acts like a grandmother in a oh, way to our oh. kids. Like she takes them and does fun stuff and she gets them presents and she sends them cards in the mail and all that. And uh, my mom's parents were also very involved in my life. They took us everywhere and came to all of our ball games and stuff. And my granddaddy, when he retired, he bought us season passes to Opryland. Good old Opryland. Mm-hmm, good old Opryland. And maybe he didn't buy the season passes, but we had season passes and he took his time to take us there and me and my brother and some of our friends and we would go to good old Opryland and spend time. Yeah. He would go to the shows and we would go wait in line for the rides. <laughs> and I was not that old when all that went down. I mean, I was probably 12, 13, 14 and yeah. we just like run around the Opryland, just like the theme park off. and we would just check back in with granddaddy every so often. So different day and time. It was a different day and just time. just do that. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine setting my kids free on a in a theme park in today's day and age. Mm-mm. Of course, we had each other, so yeah. you know, because you and That's I, true. being youth leaders, we've taken teenagers to theme parks and we do let them go yeah, off. But they were teenagers, but they were old. Yeah, they're yeah. teenagers, and we do make sure they stay together. But yeah, so I got to spend a lot of time with extended family, and I didn't ever have to travel to see family. We did have family that would 
travel to see us because my mom is from a family of four kids and my dad is from a, from a family of three kids and not all of their siblings stayed in Manchester. Some of their yeah. siblings moved away. So they would come home for, you know, in the summer to visit family or at holidays. And so I didn't grow up with a lot of cousins, which is funny. I don't actually have a ton of cousins um, with as big a families as my or as many siblings as my parents have, but I did not actually have a cousin in town, like in Manchester, until my aunt that I was talking about before became a mom when I was in double digits. That's when I got a cousin in town. Until then, it was just me and my brother. So on both sides of my parents' families, on my dad's side and my mom's side, we were the only grandkids or nieces or nephews that lived in town. So maybe the world just revolved around me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's for another conversation. <laughs> another conversation. <laughs> well, cool. Sounds like you had a fun childhood. So what are some of your favorite activities besides being with me? <laughs> that's my favorite. What is your favorite activities? <laughs> what do you like to do? So as an adult, what I like to do, of course, I like to spend time with you. You really are my favorite person. And I'm not just saying that for the podcast. You really are. I tell you that a lot, that you're my favorite. And I like to be with our family, like when our kids are both home and we have a movie night or just a TV night, or we just go do a family fun night, like just go out to eat. And I love to go watch our kids play sports. Our daughter plays volleyball. Our son plays soccer. They both play at higher levels now because we have a high schooler and a middle schooler. So it's really fun to watch them grow into that. It's not just, you know, like. I mean, four-year-old sports are cute and all, but like, <laughs> it's fun that they're in a more competitive environment, and so we really get to enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. I also enjoy working out most of the time. Yep. I enjoy that. Sometimes I get tired of it, but... Well, I think you get tired of it because you're literally getting up at... I get up really early to do it, yeah, because if I don't, then I won't do it. So I, yeah, I get up pretty early but I do like it I like the way it makes me feel I enjoy it I enjoy different types of exercise so I think that's what I do for me I enjoy watching tv we usually do that together we have shows that we like to watch that's something I enjoy I really enjoy listening to podcasts I do that a lot when I'm in the car by myself Um, when I'm cleaning when I'm exercising running I listen to podcasts I also like to read but Sitting down and reading a book, like an actual hold a book in my hands book, is not something I do that much anymore, but I really like audio books. You do like to hold a book when you're on the beach, though. I do like to hold a book on the beach. That is when I definitely ditch the audio books and go for a for real book. You want the for real book when you're on the beach. The for real book when I'm on the beach. And that is another thing I like to do is go to the beach. That is my happy place. We get to go Pretty much every year yeah, we go, and I would go more if we had the time and the money. I would do it. But goals. Goals, yeah. We're just not in that place of life right now, but yeah. every year we go for about a week, and I yeah. love it. It's one of my favorite things. Yes, it is. So tell me about Mama Tiff. Mama Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a teenager... I had goals and ambitions. I mentioned before that I was the studious sort. I liked to be good at school and do well in school. I liked that people recognized that, honestly, I think is what I liked about it. So I had high goals of wanting to go to college and not just going to 
college for an undergraduate, but getting a graduate degree and doing yeah. all of these things. And I had a friend in high school that I met right when I was going into high school. We are still friends to this day. Shout out to my friend Julie in Georgia. She, when we met in high school, just as I was going into high school, her goals were so different than mine. I didn't quite understand them. And I remember her talking about how she just couldn't wait to be a wife and a mom. And she wasn't sure if she wanted to go to college because she really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, oh, okay. Um <laughs> that's cool. But I want to go to college. And like I talked about wanting to be an educator of some sort, but really more in psychology, like child psychology with a faith based situation and all of that. And something inside of me started to shift when I was like between probably about 16, I would say the Lord just started laying it on my heart that that was not the direction he had for me and that he was not calling me to that path. And so that was really confusing and really, I don't know that it was, maybe it wasn't confusing. Like it just seemed like, okay, well, this is not what I want to do anymore. I, he just changed my desire. And so I got married young to you, (laughs) but we did wait for a while to have kids because we were so young and you did go to college and I worked full time for a long time and you did too. And we wanted to be in a place financially where it made sense for us to have kids we both wanted our kids to have the opportunity to have a mom that could stay home and so because that was something that you were raised with and we both see value in that so we waited a really long time to have kids apparently that was God's plan too (laughs) and he he let us have that desire to be married for a long time and we were married for seven years and we had our first child a mm-hmm. girl her name is taylor she's 16 now so i got to be a stay-home mom but when i was pregnant with her and we were talking about me being a stay-home mom i was like but i really like my job and i really like what i do <laughs> and so i really want to do both and the company that i worked for then and still work for now was so generous and they let me stay on very part-time like I worked one day a week for a lot of years and I got to stay home with Taylor and do the stay-home mom thing and I loved it those were very hard years for me being a stay-home mom was a lot harder than I thought it would be I'm not I don't feel like I'm a very patient person I was not raised with a very patient mom and so I wanted so hard to be a patient mom (laughs) (laughs) And so there were just a lot of challenges. And I think in a lot of ways, I show patience and I display patience a lot, but I just don't feel it on the inside. And so there's a lot of that um, when I had her. I also realized becoming a mom, it made me realize how in control of situations I want to be. That was something that I did not know about myself probably up until that point. And even something I would not in the midst of having little kids, I don't know that I would have said that about myself. Like, oh, I really like to be in control. But in the last probably definitely five years, maybe even 10, I don't know. I'm willing to admit that I do like to be in control. Nothing will highlight that for me, like a situation with my kid. Like I just want to, I want them to be safe and I want them to be well and I want them to feel good and I want them to make good decisions and I want them to be happy. All of those are good things, but they're not always realistic things. Right. Like we have to, life is a 
sometimes a struggle and that's just the way it is. But watching your kids struggle is hard. And so wanting to help them through that is natural. And so what being a mom has taught me is just be there as their encourager, like through the struggle. I can't fix it. I can't take it away. There are situations I could fix sometimes, but I try not to because I know they need to learn and grow through that. So we also have a son. He was born almost four years after our daughter, about three years and eight months later, we had a son and his name is Rylan and he is 12 years old and he's in the sixth grade. He, um, our daughter was like the best baby. Chill. Yes. I decided that I was going to put her on a schedule. I used this book called Baby Wise and living by that thing. mm -hmm, I did love that book and there'll be people who hear that and say, Oh my goodness, I can't believe you did that. You probably don't know this, Craig, but there is controversy surrounding that book. (laughs) Um, as there is with every single thing that has to do with parenting your child. Um, but there is controversy around that book simply because, well, I think simply because, um, it does promote a cry it out method when you're sleep training your child. We did do that to an extent, but the book is not if you read the book, you understand it. You don't just like let your kid lay there and cry. No. It's not like that. But we also did not follow every single detail of Baby Wise to a T. No. Well, I think that's part of just having good balance. Yeah. You can read a book and you're going to get, you can read 10 books and you're going to have a different opinion about each book. But what everybody has to do is get that balance and, and do pull what, out what works right for yes, them and for their kids. Because even the kids don't respond to the exact same mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that the other one did. Which is what we experienced. Yes. <laughs> so Taylor took to the schedule really well. She was a pretty chill baby, easygoing baby, yep. pretty chill toddler. You tell her not to do something and she wouldn't do it. Rylan was a much needier baby, <laughs> which I didn't expect because I only had we Taylor. Did it perfect the first time. Yeah, I just thought I was such a great mom. I really did. Like, oh, look at this <laughs> child I've created. And then I'm yes. like, oh, no, it's actually just how she was born. It's her, her nature. With toys and she'll play for an hour she all by herself. She doesn't cry. There. She doesn't do anything. Yeah. She just would sit there so peacefully. Yeah. And Rylan, we had all these baby things that we had had with Taylor. And then we had him and we had the swing and the bouncer and the activity center yep. and the mat you lay him on. And we had all these things. And, and none he, of it worked. Well, for like three minutes. <laughs> It would work. You know, Taylor, you put her in that. Oh, she loved that baby swing. Oh, yeah. You'd put her in that and she would take a whole nap in there. Yeah, she I really would... did think parenting was easy with her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then Rylan came along and he was a little bit more challenging. He just wanted to be held a lot and he did not take to the schedule as well. He did not sleep train as well as she did. And he was a more challenging toddler and preschooler. He was the child that liked to try to have fits and all of that. But. <laughs> we worked through it. It yep. was fine. You got to work through it. Yeah. So if you were to say one thing, what is the most fulfilling thing that you have gotten out of being a mom? Oh my goodness. That's a hard question. Yeah. It wouldn't be a good interview if I wasn't asking hard questions. The most fulfilling thing? Yes. That I get from being a mom? Yes. We're live here. (laughs) That's such a challenging question. Okay. I think the most fulfilling thing I get out of being a mom is 
getting to pour into someone else. Being a mom, there's a lot of sacrifice involved. Having to just honestly die to yourself a lot mm-hmm. is very informative <laughs> to yeah. to me about me. But I've appreciated that. It's just being a mom grew me up in a lot of ways. Like I felt like a grown up when we decided to have kids. I mean, oh, we <laughs> but we weren't. Yeah, I was 26 when I had Taylor. And I look at that now, I'm like, well, that was very young. And I think we were ready and we were prepared. But I am now and was then a selfish person. Like I think most people are. We're just selfish by nature. So truly having to just lay yourself aside in a lot of ways and be there for this tiny human. And now they're not tiny humans. They're full size, adult size humans, but they are not adults and they still need us as parents a lot. They still need me as a mom. I do get to live in a lot of what I want to now, because I think when you're in little kid season, your life is really just not your own in little kid season. And it's hard to make time to do the things you want to do. But now that they're older and they're more in independent like our daughter drives and has a job she can take herself places and do things and our son can like take off on his bike or his scooter in the neighborhood or stay by himself while we go to the grocery store like they're not they don't need us as much but they still need us so just putting myself aside and being able to pour into them knowing that being a mom in this season is going quickly like when oh, I look back yeah, on I look back on when the kids were little and I remember the days like never ended. (laughs) And I remember waking up some mornings and being like, I'm living Groundhog's Day. Like I'm just staying home and doing this again. And it was hard. Like it was, and people would be like, Oh, enjoy every minute. It goes by so fast. And I'd be like, but I don't enjoy every minute. Like this is hard. And so now as a mom of older kids, looking back, it did go by fast. Oh yeah. There are a lot of moments of having little kids that I'm glad I don't have to go back and do again, but there is stuff I miss for sure. And I know that raising teenagers, it's been hard. There's definitely hard moments, but I am more of a big kid person. Me too. Yes. I think being a mom to teenagers, I'm totally in my element now. Like Mm -hmm. this is, it's everything I hoped it would be. Like I... I do love it so much. And I love that our kids want to talk to me and spend time with me. And I like spending time with them. You know, I enjoy being with Taylor and with Rylan. They've both become such amazing people. They're still growing and changing. And I just can't wait to see what they grow and change into and how God develops them. And I just pray that they allow God to speak into their life and use them however he wants. And I just can't wait to see what that's going to be. Yeah, it will be fun be interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Rylan still likes to be held Um, (laughs) he does like a good hug and I'm here for it yeah Taylor (laughs) not so much she's still the same kid I mean she literally has the personality Mm -hmm. both personalities have just flown throughout their life yeah she was always very chill and easygoing like as a baby she did not love to be held usually I mean if she needed calm down or whatever then yes she liked to be held but like to go to sleep she just wanted to be swaddled she loved to be swaddled when she was real little and then you would just lay her down and even as she got older like if she was fussy or uncomfortable or something and you were holding her sometimes she just wanted you to put her down and she just needed that alone space and Rylan was the total opposite he just wanted to be held 24 7 yeah and it's so funny now because we talk about that he was you know a little bit tougher 
as a toddler and it was because he's just a passionate person. Like yep. now that he's older, you just see that in him that he has so, a lot of interests. Yep. He gets bored easy because he's interested in a lot of things yeah. and he's very passionate and she's not, she's just very chill. Like she does not get very excited about anything. No, she's very even kill. And she rarely gets very upset about anything. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I'm not saying she doesn't either way. And Rylan. Yeah, she's the type of person that when she does get upset, it's, it's real. It's legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's devastated mm-hmm. um, because she's not the type of person that normally gets upset. She so. doesn't feel her feelings a whole lot. I feel like yeah. Rylan feels his more. Yeah. And so it is funny when you see them now as teenagers versus how they were as little kids. It is. It's like yep. they're. Totally There's different. still that innate personality, which I think is sweet. So tell me about the ministries that you do. The ministries that I'm involved in. Because I know you get a lot of fulfillment out of your ministry. I do. And that is definitely something that is near and dear to my heart. I mentioned earlier that I was raised in church. I um, accepted Jesus and got saved as a little girl and have not always lived that out well. In my teen years, I grew very convicted that I wasn't living it well and rededicated my life to God when I was 15 years old and have never looked back. Again, I haven't walked it out perfectly, but I love the Lord and want to follow Him and please Him with my life. And so you and I got married young and we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And our brother-in-law and your sister, they uh, he was a youth pastor there, and we um, helped him in his ministry some. When he needed chaperones for different events and stuff, we would go and do youth ministry and with him. we were like a year older than the seniors. Seriously. We were like 19 <laughs> and they were 18. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't realize that nope. because we had moved there. And you and I had talked about that when we dated, that we wanted to be in youth ministry. We loved being in youth ministry as teenagers and we were close with our youth leaders. And so that was fun getting to be involved with our family and getting to be involved with teenagers. And then when we, um, when you graduated from school, from college and we moved to Murfreesboro, we got involved in student ministry here Uh and have just stayed in it. And so literally we went from being students in student ministry to being youth leaders and we've yeah. just done that forever and I love it. The last couple of years we've kind of transitioned into in student ministry and we've redone how we do things. I have a specific group of girls that I get to minister to every week and I love that that I have a, a small group basically. Yeah. We call them connect groups at our church and I have a connect group of 11th grade girls. They teach me a lot. Even the girls that are not in my group because our daughter is a grade under them. So I know a lot of girls in her group and then her friends, she has friends out of the freshman class. And I love being involved with students. I know a lot of people that's not their calling and I'm thankful that God has put it on my heart and that it is. And I don't get tired of them. Like I just, I love them. I can relate to them. It's wonderful ministering to students. And then I also get to minister to moms, which is also a new development for me in the last couple of years. I think I've already mentioned, I'm not a little kid person. And so I think in church, traditionally women work in kids ministry and that's just never been where I've wanted to serve and I'm thankful that I've been able to serve where I feel the Lord calling me. I did do I did keep nursery for a lot of years. I did do that. Can't but do that. Yeah. 
that I, but that was only like once a month and that was usually babies or toddlers and it's just for an hour or so I do minister to moms in our mops group at our church mops stands for mothers of preschoolers and that's okay. actually an international organization the mops organization so our church has a chapter of that we don't limit it though to just preschool moms we say it's for moms of all ages and stages and I help direct that program at our church um, we have mentor moms that come and the mentor moms might have adult children, grandkids, great grandkids. And then we do have a lot of moms of preschoolers that come, but we also have moms of middle schoolers and moms of elementary schoolers. And that has been a really neat ministry. I mean, I don't know another way to say it. Like it's just been yeah. fun to get involved in that and be able to minister to moms in that way. You and I talked on the last episode of the podcast. We and both enjoy helping people. And yeah. I feel like in both of those ministries that God has given me, you know, I get to help teenagers in a lot of ways, even if it's just listening to them. Yeah. Because well, some, sometimes that's all they want. It is. And yeah. sometimes it's stuff they don't want to talk to their parents about. Or maybe they feel like their parents aren't interested or that they are ignored or something from their parents. And I, I mean, I think our kids might say that about us sometimes. I think sometimes when you're just in the day-to-day hustle, you're like listening to their story or whatever it is they're trying to tell you with like half an ear because you're also trying to get dinner on the table or trying to do whatever and for a teenager to have like that third party person that's trustworthy that they can talk to is really wonderful and I'm glad our kids have that oh yeah they're great leaders the statement that it takes a village to raise a child is true true. it's very true and so I'm happy to be part of that village for people and then also with being a mops director you have mom's ask you, well, what did you do when your kids, when they were little and how did you handle this situation? And sometimes I have to think real far back, (laughs) (laughs) go way back in the vault and remember, and also raising a baby now versus raising a baby 12 to 16 years ago, a lot's different. I mean, a decade or almost two like changes things. So that it's still great to be able to talk to those moms. And even if my practical advice might not be as relevant 12 to 16 years later. I think just the encouragement of having been a mom, you know, to little kids or to a hard kid or to a hard season with a kid or something is encouraging. Yeah, that's awesome. I think your ministry mind is one of the one of the attractive things about you, but it definitely shows because your passion, you're passionate about it and the passion that you have for that shows in the ministries because they just bloom. Um, Thank you. So I think that's an awesome quality. <laughs> so I appreciate that. So as we that. get ready to wrap this up, because we're now getting on time here. Oh, um, we've talked enough about me. Evidently, yes. <laughs> well, we've got to save some for the us episode yes oh so. we didn't even talk when did i meet you how I did know. all that go down I know. to be continued to be continued so the last thing i want to ask you okay is as you look forward to the future mm-hmm. what is one of the biggest things that you look forward to about your future what's the biggest goal what's the biggest thing that you look at i don't know that i have a big goal that i'm looking forward to but what i am looking forward to is spending time with you I do look forward. I love. That's a good thing. Yeah. I love our kids. I love having them here. They can live here for as long as they need to within reason. 
But I am looking forward to watching them become adults and seeing where life takes them. I know it's going to be bittersweet and I know that I'm going to have a hard time with it. And I'm just laying that out there. I'll be like, who am I now that my children don't live here anymore? But I'm looking forward to that time with you because I feel like even now that our kids are older and they are more independent, we'll be sitting on the couch and we'll just settle down to like watch a show and they're getting ready for bed or doing whatever. And then somebody needs to come down and tell us a story or they need to come down and we have to solve a problem or whatever. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we're able to do that. I'm also looking forward to where we can have more time together because I thought little kid season what made us busy, but big kid season, it's just the problems are bigger. So they require more of our attention. Well, and then the thing that I noticed too is like they're both in sports Mm -hmm. and when they're little, you're still home, you're busy, but you're home. I mean, you're not going and doing things. And when, as they've gotten older, these practices and games and I mean, your evenings are shot and yeah. you're running and then it's, oh, well, what are we going to cram in dinner, you know, right. and all that kind of stuff. So yes, I totally get that. Yes. It's, and it's fun and don't, don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. I we love it. And world. we, I would never tell my kids they could not be in sports because nope. of that. But we sometimes have, I mean, our daughter has had volleyball practices that were till 930 mm-hmm. and so, I mean, that's well, just Rollins late. Had soccer games that didn't even start till 11 o'clock. Oh, that's right. He was in that crazy league where it was a stuff, night weekend. League. It was a Friday night league. Seriously, eleven p.m. What was that like? That was crazy, but that kind of thing. I just look forward to a little bit more of that free time with you and retirement too. Like I know that's a long way off. I can't even think about that right now. You asked me about the future, <laughs> and so I'm telling you about the future. I mean, I'm not. I love my job and I yeah. love working, but also, I think when the kids are not here, we'll have more money. <laughs> And I do get a lot of paid time off at work. I'll be able to use that time to travel more. And I think that will be fun. I have told you, I know we're running out of time, but I'm going to say this really quickly. (laughs) I have told you that I think that we could be RV people. Your cousin does that. She does my hair. Shout out Leah. Her and her husband have, is that the word RV? Is that what they have? A camper? Camper RV. RV. And I, when I see her post about that, I'm like, I want that life, but I don't, I don't really want it with our kids. Like, I feel like that would be stressful. Like they can come sometimes. That's a tight space. Mm -hmm. But I think that'd be fun for me and you. Yeah. It'd Mm -hmm. be fun. Well, that concludes Tiff. Thank you for letting me interview you. You're welcome. uh, Thanks for wanting to. I think this was a fun idea. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening. I hope you enjoyed and thank you for the support. Yes, absolutely. Don't yeah. forget to look us up on your favorite podcast app and rate us and review us if you can. Well, and you can share the show from that. You can also find us on Instagram at the How To Gurus Podcast. That's right. So until next time. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed getting to know Tiff a little more on episode two. Please remember to subscribe and like the How To Gurus on your favorite podcasting app.